Granite rock is known for being the oldest igneous rock in the world, forming as early as 300 million years ago. The material is one of the hardest and most durable substances known to man, second only to diamonds. With this quality in mind, it's a little surprise that mankind has used granite in building some of the most impressive monuments in history, from the pyramids to the base of the Statue of Liberty. If you were building a structure that you planned on surviving a global disaster, then granite would most likely be your best bet. This consideration is perhaps what led to the construction of a mysterious stone monument that is located in the unlikely location of Elberton, Georgia, known mostly for its substantial supply of granite stone. Commissioned by a mysterious group that has remained anonymous to this very day, the megalithic monuments stand 19 feet tall and collectively weigh nearly 240,000 pounds. What mysterious instructions for the post-apocalypse are printed on these massive slabs? Why were they built? Are they a monument to guide potential human survivors to a society governed by reason? Or are they guidelines to establish a new world order? Join the theorists as they head down south and get rock hard for... The Georgia Guidestones. Case file 129, <laughs> the Georgia Guidestones. I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. And I'm Byron. Boom. Look at that beard. Good and, eye, mate. Andrew oh, vo- got voted out of third place. What? Whoa. Emergency. Braden? <laughs> he had Braden? to go. His planet needs him. We've lost him already. Braden? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit, he ran away. Okay. <laughs> My uh, computer unplugged itself, and all of a sudden it was almost dead. I was like, oh, that would be great. Oh, cool. <laughs> Welcome um, to the show. <laughs> enjoy the show. Uh, what's going on, Byron? What have you been up to? Byron's back. I've uh, just been hiding out in the bush, growing a beard. It's about it. He's just been growing a beard. <laughs> Sit, walk about. Sitting, meditating, growing a beard all winter. Yeah, if you're listening to this and not watching it, Byron's grown a pretty epic beard. No. Byron's just yes. been growing a beard and playing Apex Legends. Yeah. <laughs> Put in an hour or two. A couple hours here and there. <laughs> uh, can we, can we, maybe we'll talk about it after the fact, but me and Byron had decided the other day that both of us play way better uh, without you, so. <laughs> play better You're without the me. Team, you, dra- you drag us down, man. Dra- You're too good. <laughs> and you make us nervous when we play with you. And then we play well below our... When we, me and Byron play together, six kills each. Like just dicing it up. No, I think I think what happens is you get put in my, me and Byron's matchmaking skill, and you get destroyed because it's skill based matchmaking. So you get smashed. No, we play good. Yeah, well, we have a good squad half the time. Half the time we're good. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to talk about at the beginning, up at the start of the show here is we know we got a review. And normally, I wouldn't give Heat any reviews till the end of the show. Five stars we love. But this person, and the only reason I bring it up is because this is like the third time I've heard it, this complaint. 
Yeah, uh, stupid. First off, given our show, we're a small show. So you hit us with a what, anything, you know, a low two-star review hurts the show. It does. We're just a smaller show. This person wrote that in the beginning, we were good. You know, we're genuine, informative. Uh, we had uh, talking about weird conspiracies. And then they say, now we just put all of our good stuff on Patreon. <laughs> leave, leave the scraps for everyone else. Leave the scrap. Okay. <laughs> so first off, literally everything yeah. to do with alien theories theorizing is for free. Anything we do bonus that has nothing to do with the show is on Patreon. Yeah. It's the only way for us to make money. You are not missing any. If you don't want to enjoy, if you want to enjoy the ATT free ride, good on you. But yeah. don't skewer us with a two-star review saying that we, you haven't even been on. Obviously this person hasn't been on Patreon because then they'd realize, oh, no, I get, there's good stuff here. But if you want the D&D, you know, Dungeons and Dragons. You want some cool one-star reviews. You want some uh, ATT confidentials, um, some other stuff. Yeah, get on our Patreon. It's awesome. For as little as two cups of coffee yeah. a month, you can uh, stop supporting Big Coffee, start supporting us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I got to say. <laughs> Fuck Big Coffee. <laughs> we got Let's keep going with this grudge a little bit because Ooh. this it's annoying because Alien Theorists Theorizing the Case Files is what we put all the effort into. Like all the research, yeah, the reading. Yeah. All the emails and everything for the main show. It's free. It's a free show. All the big topics, all the big topics that most people want us to talk about, we talk about on the main podcast. Main show. Like on the on the, on the the Patreon stuff, it's usually stuff they're like, hey, we're kind of interesting. Or it's kind of a side project that like we came across researching something while we were doing the main show. And it's like, hey, this would be fun to talk about. People might want to hear a little bit more about that. And then I would we'll say the only stuff. thing that we have on Patreon that could have made the full show and we didn't know when we got into it. Gladio? was Gladio. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. We have a three-parter Gladio on Patreon. Uh, we're Dan Project and Azorian I. 2 is pretty good, though. Yeah. But uh, those are ones where we didn't know. We're like, ah, it's usually topics where we go, there's not a lot there. Uh, and there's not, you know, the th- we can't, uh, we just didn't think it was fit for the live show. So we do them there. But to say that we're leaving the scraps for you guys, pshaw, is what I say to you, good sir. Pshaw. How dare ye? <laughs> General fart noises in your direction. Cup, cup <laughs> in my hand, ninja dust. Nah. Right at you. <laughs> I'm not on Patreon and I'm the good stuff. Yeah, we bring yeah. Byron on, on the main show only. <laughs> Byron's never been on Patreon. So that's maybe what they're talking about with the scraps. <laughs> no, he was on Patreon yeah. once for uh, when we gave him the main character of, oh, a, yeah. of a script that we didn't read. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I forgot Butch about that. Butch guys. Yeah, that's, never again. All right. <laughs> that's an, it's annoying. If you you can just have just message us and you can complain to us personally rather than leaving yeah, an anonymous, we'll, unresponsible are we'll review. Get back to you. Yeah, we will. There's a there's a really good chance that we'll get back to you about your complaint and we can direct you. Be like, hey, like, what what do you think you're missing? You know, people don't like to miss stuff. They want it for free. I I understand, but at the same time, the show's free. <laughs> Alien theorists yeah. theorize it's a free show. Fuck off with the low reviews. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. If you like the show, help the show. Especially if, you ju- if you're just in it for the free ride. Totally cool. Hit, hit your boys up with a five-star review. It helps us. Helps the show. If you don't like it. You don't even have to write a comment. You can just do a single exclamation mark. It's true. It's five-star exclamation mark. Thumbs up. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Thumbs up. 
Anyways, Georgia Guidestones. Let's get let's get there. Georgia Guidestones. Georgia Guidestones. Let's go. go. The American Stonehenge. This is true. That's what it has. Similar standing has been stones. Titled. So, so if you it? don't if you don't know what the Georgia Guidestones are, <laughs> they're a large monument, um, obviously located in in the Georgia. The Georgia. Uh, it's in the name. It's in the Georgia. Guidestones. Uh, the, this large monument is constructed out of uh, six huge granite slabs, which weigh a total of about 237 and 746 pounds altogether. And on, these, on this monument are inscribed a number of guiding precepts. So there are... Um, Pretty much, if, if when you read them, they're they're printed in um, multiple different languages, or what uh, the builders had called kind of like the base languages, or whatever were the most like the world languages. So most it's like spoken. Russian, yeah, spoken languages. So you had Russian, uh, Spanish, Swahili. Swahili is one. Uh, Arabic. You have, uh, some of the language, some of the languages they used was like uh, Sanskrit, like Babylonian. Um, couple other ones we'll get into it uh, we talk about it a little bit later but these these guiding precepts uh have been interpreted and are pretty much uh ways for like they're they're meant to be guiding um advice for the re like the revival of society uh after a major collapse or like yeah, yeah a cataclysmic event mm-hmm. right like an outbreak. Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now before we get into cuz there's some there's some really cool stuff about these stones. So where did let's go with where did they come from? All of a sudden, was it 1980? Someone well, once started it started in June 1979 when a <laughs> elegant he's described as an elegant gray-haired gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> Showed up in Elbert County, Georgia, and he made his way to the offices of Elberton Granite Finishing. And hmm. he, Good day, hmm, sir. Hmm. <laughs> and he was wearing a monocle, according yeah. to uh, Brady's role play. Um, though that's not described in the actual uh, <laughs> the actual recount. But <laughs> maybe he was wearing a monocle. Could be. I don't know. He introduced himself as one Robert C. Christian. And he claimed to represent a small group of loyal Americans who had been playing, who had been planning to install a large complex stone monument. What? I love that so much. Cause in my head, I picture this guy in like a dapper white suit with like a little cane, a monocle. And he, Good day to you, sir. He's the monocle. He's the I monopoly am- man. Yeah. Colonel Sanders. <laughs> Colonel, the Colonel. <laughs> My name, you ask? Well, I am Robert C. Christian. And then he double taps his staff. Huzzah! Except <laughs> so this, is, this is not that long ago. It's only, yeah. it's only 40 years <laughs> He's like, the guy's like, you know, he's like a granite worker. So he's like, he's probably doing some granite work. He's a. Oh, what do I want, sir? Well, I would like to make a purchase order of your finest granite stone. And I would like to erect a giant granite monument right here in the granite capital USA, good sir. Post haste. 
<laughs> yes, in case much you it. didn't know, Elberton, Georgia, interesting fact, is the granite capital of the world. That's crazy. Uh, of the world? Of the of world. Of the world. Yeah. yeah, a large percentage of their buildings and uh, it's it's home to like some of the, the most monuments in the United States, I believe. And most of it's like its buildings, like all of its buildings, they have a absolute like huge amount of a very, you know, generous amount of um, of granite. Like their quarries are huge. So they quarry up all this stone and almost everything, all of their kind of like their municipal buildings, schools, things like that are all built from granite, granite rock. Right. You sick? It's pretty neat. That's crazy. So this random guy. So he just goes by R.C. Christensen. That's no first name, no backstory. Christian. R- Robert? Christian. Robert C. Christian. Robert, yeah. Robert C. Christian. No backstory. Sorry. Doesn't say nope. who he's from. He's from a small, a, he re- represents a small group of he calls it loyal no. Americans, loyal Americans, loyal rich Americans. I mean, you just say rich, basis loyal. That's gotta be <laughs> a little, you gotta be a little rich just to want to build some monuments. And so, to build this right, he like uh, the company that he went into, um, the stones that he was asking for to build this monument, the dimensions that he gave uh, the, the company. Uh, <laughs> Were bigger than anything they had ever quarried in that county before. How how big do you want the stones? How big do you have, sir? <laughs> Double it. Bigger. Well, bigger. Then, I already came in bigger. with a shoebox with a little wooden figurine of the like a replica of he the had a model, model and like apparently seven pages. If I'm ten right, ten pages. Ten pages of instructions on how to build these things. Right. There were very exacting. Uh, they're very exacting specifications that he wanted or that the group wanted for their uh, monument. Not only was the monument to serve as a kind of um, message or like a, you could say time capsule or something like that to guide the, the restructuring of a fallen society, but it was also meant to serve as a type of like ast- astrogation tool. Like an astronomical calendar of sorts. Right. Um, they said it had to track the sun's east to west migration period year round. Um, they wanted it to during the equinox and solstice. Um, you were kind of supposed to be able to see the uh, if the monument was positioned in such a way. So you would be able to see the sun rise through um, if you stand on the west side, there's a type of mail slot that you would see the sun rise to that direct um, position. like a direct mail slot yep. during the equinox or solstice. Um, there was also supposed to be an eye level hole drilled through the center support that would always allow the Northern star Polaris to be viewed yep. through that, through that hole in the night sky. It's pretty cool stuff. So you got yeah. a dedicated North star, like North star telescope through the stone, not, not a telescope, but like a direct eyesight. You got, the slot on the, in the capstone, which represents noon on every day of the year, it like points it points to the day. It's crazy. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of stuff that they they wanted to do with this thing. A lot of specifications. So because they had all these kind of straight something that had never that had never been done before in Elberton County, and something that was you know really to these exacting specifications, um, the president of the company, uh, Joe Fenley. Uh, you know, 
I mean, how do you how do you react to something like this? Right? Like, I mean, you have a guy coming in here, you've never, you've never met him before, you don't know where he's from, and you're just like, he just comes in there and says, I need this giant monument <laughs> bigger than anything you've ever built before. And, it's, and sir, it shall be a clock, and it shall find the North Star. Uh, the top stone shall be 20,000 pounds. <laughs> and I want a whole, little hole drilled so you can always see the North Star. And the slits on the side. <laughs> you shall see the sunrise. Oh, and it will also measure the, the, the sun across the night sky. You're like, all right, man. Like, now, ma- yeah. now imagine being see- that guy. Imagine being the, mag- what was his name? The owner of the company he's talking to? Joe Chris. Friendly. Oh, yeah. Joe imagine being him and be like, all right, bud, I'll do it for a... Uh, Say the price is like twenty. Would it probably be like twenty five thousand? He's like, give me one hundred and fifty thousand, and I'll do yeah. it. It was three hundred. Well, the the estimated cost around that time, I think they said, was about two hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. But I know he 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 gave a high price because yeah, he, he's like, I'll get rid of this motherfucker if I just give him a ridiculous him, price. He quoted him about several times higher than he thought it would be. So probably probably, probably was like, hey, it's going to cost like five hundred thousand dollars for us to do this. Yeah. <laughs> Like I could see Joseph Finley when the guy's telling him all these specifications, I could see him just like my head would just be tilting like degree by degree until it's all the way to like complete to the side, like head wrench. What? Yeah. What, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, will build okay. the, I will build this monument in return. I want whatever you're smoking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where do you come off, sir? So yeah. Fenley goes ahead and gives him this price. He gives him, he, he quotes him a price and it's several times higher than he thought it would be. So probably somewhere in the round of like 450, 400, 500,000 dollars. And so, uh, which is about 1.1, 1.2 1. in today's time. Yeah. It, Good Mr. Day. Christian kind of like nods his head and just says, okay. Um, do you know Good a day, banker? <laughs> he's like, he's like, do you know a banker that you trust? Is there a banker in town that you you specifically trust or that you consider honest? And then you told him he gave him the name of one of the guys in uh, in town, uh, Wyatt Martin, who's the president of Granite City Bank. And Robert Christian says, "Okay, I'll be back in a little bit." And he <laughs> fucks off over to you know. So he he leaves out of there. So uh, Mr. Fenley thinks that this is the end. You know, he thinks like, "Okay, that's just that's a, the guy's just gone. weird stuff." You know, it's like, "Okay, we're well, done with that." And uh, Mr. Christian goes ahead and shows up at Granite City Bank to go talk to Mr. Martin. <laughs> it's just outrageous. And now it doesn't, so he goes to build a stone and like he tries to build this monument and Fenley's like, he pretty much makes him sign like an NDA. And he, he's the only, because he's the only one who knows the guy's real name. No, not through Fenley. Fenley has met, Fenley is one of the only people who met in, Wyatt Martin, the president of the bank, is the only one who actually knows his real name. Uh, that's what it was. Right. So in order so, in order to do the transfers, because he wanted to mm-hmm. do multiple like payments, so it couldn't be tracked. Right. So in order to, order to do that, he said, "Okay, God, tell me, you got to at least tell me who you are and what you're doing." And, and he did. Made him sign some stuff, and he's now he's been holding on to the true identity of this man since this happened. Yeah. So uh, they made an agreement that. Uh, yeah, he pretty much signed like a big old NDA. He says, you're not going to reveal any information about uh, the me or the people I work with. Um, any stuff of that. You're going to be the sole intermediary. Uh, and I'm only going to go through you and any documents uh, and records related to the project uh, when it's finished will be destroyed. Like that was that was part of the that, um, that was the agreement. Know. Yeah. Mar- uh, you know, because. 
Christian specifically mentioned that he didn't, he wanted to make sure that none of it could be traced. Suspicious to say the least. Building the random yes. stone monument with no attachment to anything. You're building this for a guy. You don't know his real name. You don't know who he works for. You don't know what group of people he represents. You give the man a high price. He says, no problem. And then you commence to build this thing you thought was a joke. Yeah. And this thing is like huge. Each of the upright stones is 16 foot four, 16 feet tall, four inches. Its overall height is 19 foot three. The capstone on top weighs 24,000 pounds. Uh, the the outer stones are 42,000 pounds each. Like this thing is huge. It's a beast. It's big. It's not big in terms of metal, megalithic building, though, if you go back to ancient sites. But it is huge for modern day, like single slab granite construction. Like it's unheard yeah. of, really. Yeah, it's... I, I- I would like to get into, I wonder if the measurements of like each of the pillars has any, because I know we talk about like the measurements hidden in the pyramids and stuff. I wonder if they're like, those measurements are something if you were to look into some, you know what I mean? Have some hidden Like it's got, it's got like the golden ratio or something built into the dimensions of it. Yeah, just because of how, you know, how precise everything else is. Like it, it also, noon every, there's a, there's a, there's a hole in the top that the sun hits noon every day shines through this hole. Yeah. Right. And Fenley, Fenley actually included that, you know, the idea of having to do that in his price. Like he had to, he planned that he had to retain the services. He actually did have to retain the services of an astronomer from the university of Georgia to help him, uh, with the design to figure out like how the, all that would work. Like, where do I need to, where do we need to drill? Where do we need to drill the hole? How do we need to position the monument? So Perfectly. it would meet, all of those specifications that were given to us. Yeah. I don't think like the, to do the calculations of where, like where you would need to put it, not the hard thing, but to get it right on the first try as you stood the stone would be hard. Like the, well, the thing, planning imagine of Imagine setting it up and then, you know, you're three days in all of a sudden noon doesn't work out. You're like, fuck. Or you waited a year and the solstice comes around and doesn't line up. Well, yeah. tear it down boys and start <laughs> again. We're fucked up. Yeah. Knock it over a little bit. Well, and just seeing how how like how many people had to work on this to get it right gives me such appreciation for like Chichen Itza, and because back then it was like you, you were literally waiting for the the, the next year to be like, Did, does this line up? Yeah. Oh, it does. Okay, continue. Good job. Continue construction, everyone. Yeah. Well, Chichen Itza so like, is like a one in a like the only one in the world that does like that the serpent down the stairs on the solstice, which is still. Un- Unbelievable. Crazy. Okay. So just to see the work that goes into this. Yeah, as far as far as modern like megalithic construction, this this and like we haven't talked about it yet, like the Coral Castle are the only two like real ones that we know about for, as far as giant stones. But the Coral Castle is even different because he did it by himself. But that's a whole nother story. Yeah, the craziest thing about this that I find that I find intriguing is that it is absolutely a secret. Like we're not we're, on this podcast we'd have no idea where the money came from and who you know really actually commissioned them to build it legit conspiracy where it's a conspiracy of you could just speculate on where it came from there's it's a like a great conspiracy theory mysterious man fake name people have investigated it nothing there's a couple claims we'll get into but with no real evidence it's like it was him 
because he yeah. lived close. And you're like, all right, whatever. Now, not only did he, they build this precise, like astronomical kind of calendar, but they also, in the like, the list of requirements to build this thing, he had a list of, you could say, like a, a new Ten Commandments to be etched in all these, in English, Spanish, Swahili, Hindi, Hebrew, Arabic, traditional Chinese, and Russian. Now, traditional Chinese, because they, they speak, it's Mandarin and... Uh, it's probably a Mandarin. That's probably, that's the most widely yeah, spoken. Because Mandarin and... Cantonese is spoken in Hong Kong, and then Mandarin is the most prolific, I suppose. Right. So, okay. So, so those eight languages. And so let's go through. Because this is well, where... It says, and it says, like, one of the engravings says, let these guidestones... Uh, let these be guidestones to an age of reason. And it's meant to like, in the case of this cataclysmic event, these are 10 principles or commandments to follow, to have a thriving civilization. Yeah. And now at, and, and that's what it says at the top of the, it says that in Babylonian classical Greek, Sanskrit and ancient Egyptian. So dead languages, right? Egyptian hieroglyphics, hieroglyphics. Yeah. 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 So it says that above our eight most common spoken That's languages. Like on the capstone or in the top, isn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Let these be guidestones to an age of reason. So this is, this, is this like something you've like stumble across when you're playing Skyrim. You find this monument and it has all these fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> inscriptions and you got to go search the world for the meaning. Try and decipher. But the main, right. the main thing for this is the 10 commandments, you could say. There's 10... Right. 10 inscriptions, like 10 rules of to live by. Mm-hmm. So this is where a lot of the conspiracies derive from. So number one, maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. So mm-hmm. in like 1980, what there was probably like maybe 6 billion people, maybe not even. Yeah. So you got to take, uh, you got to like, take yeah, out. Like maybe four billion, four and a half billion. So you still got to take out, like you're taking out 80%. That's 80% of the population gone. So that's where yeah. we'll get to the theories at the end, but that's where you go with the. Well, why don't we why don't we talk about each one as we go through? Because we'll be here forever. Because yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> because a, a couple a couple of them go hand in hand with each other. Okay. So, guide number two: guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. So, it kind of seems a little. Uh, what's the term? Eugenics, mm-hmm. population control. A lot of people. So those two kind of go hand in hand with a. Like a new world order conspiracy, right? Depopulation, yeah. control of the earth, blah, blah, blah. Number three, unite humanity with a living new language. So like one, lang- lang- one language to rule them all. Now you could argue that one language to rule them all, as Byron so eloquently put it, <laughs> could be either like the digital age, like we're living in now, like computer code, or just the internet itself, like a, a joining force of humanity. But we can talk about that after. Number four. Are we talking emojis? Yeah. <laughs> just, that's our, yeah, that's pretty much how people are speak, talking now. Lead speak is the new one world language. <laughs> mm. Number four. Rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Doesn't seem that... That, that, that one's like, well, you know... It's that seems reasonable. Tem- tempered reason. Like, that sounds like a good yeah, idea. That sounds like a good idea. Number five, protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Also sounds 
like what we're we do most of the time, but you know, we don't our systems are not perfect, but we're trying. So that one doesn't sound so bad either. Number six, let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Definitely. So now we're saying like a because they what they they must have a world court right now. What what, what are they called? Do have one? This is is it called the world court? It's like the ICC. Like so, like for foreign affairs and like inter. Well, like if there's a dispute between countries, is usually resolved in like the ICC. It's like some type of branch of the United Nations or something. Kind of. Same, same, but different. Maybe not <laughs> affiliated. I mean, well, you kind of have to be signed into like the international court. It's still like the international. I don't know. It's technically almost kind of. It's almost kind of ornamental. Like it just like you can you might be able to bring down sanctions on a different country, but really if a country says, Hey, fuck off. Like there's nothing really the international court can really do. Right. You know, so it's like a little mediator kind of thing. Kind of. I mean, it's just like, yeah. Okay. Like you can bring it to court and then like you have international lawyers that can come in and, and say stuff. And then the court can rule like, well, this country's right. And then the other country can still say, but yeah, but we're our own country. So kind of fuck you guys. Like, so stop whatever. it. Yeah. So we don't it. really care what the ruling is. So maybe the rest of the world will see that country as wrong if the, you know, whatever. It's all optics. It's all that kind of shit, I guess. Right. Okay. And now let's keep going. Uh, number seven, avoid petty laws and useless officials. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> petty laws, useless officials. Half a, You could probably downsize a government by a lot and still be just as efficient. But that's a whole other topic. Number eight, balance personal rights with social duties. I don't really understand. Like, you can only have so much personal duty. right. You have to do your. Uh, that's all I had duty. <laughs> put, well, put I your think input it's into the party. Yeah. In order, what it's in order to, is don't poop on company time. Yeah. Wait, what? You, no. you got to punch. You got to punch out for your poops. Yeah. <laughs> punch out to punch it out. I think I think the whole point of that is to balance personal rights with social duties. Does that mean that if you want to live in a society, a productive society, you do have to give up some personal rights? Not give up, but you have to balance those personal rights with social duties. You got to live within an agreed Not, upon. Yeah, yeah, everybody can't framework. just do what the fuck they want. I agree. If you if you want to work together in a uh, you know a productive society and get somewhere, you kind of have to balance the the you know your personal rights you can't just be like you can't just walk over and take my shit just because we live in the same the same town you can at least ask yeah if you look at it if you, if you look at it that way it makes sense <laughs> but you could also look at it a way like social social duties like you could go like uh orwellians what are you eat, doing over there <laughs> That's a lot of what are you fucking eating <laughs> he's just chomping away <laughs> he's eating something <laughs> off the screen <laughs> i told him to i asked him before the, i asked him for the podcast i'm like you're gonna fucking eat those chips the whole time and he's been eating them the whole time what are they he just are they keeps running he, he keeps eating them right now keeps sliding over it comes up with something are they apple chips what are those Nothing. I didn't eat anything. You guys are high. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually not high. high I'm not stoned today at all. I'm not high at all today. <clears throat> Imagine that. Not at all. Not even a little bit. Uh, shit. I'm happy. Look, he's looking at him. He's looking at him right now. <laughs> he's going back for more. <laughs> he's going to get it. Look at him. Fucking, no, uh, apple, there. Just... Apple, apple chip junkie over here. I don't know what they are, but it's fucking... It doesn't matter. Must be good. At least he's not crunching. Be than than this podcast. Yeah, he's not crunching. He's eating very, very cautiously. 
I I didn't I had I had one bite just now. I haven't been eating the whole time. That's it's a lie. Second. That's a bold faced lie, no, and it, I it, dispute that. <laughs> if you've been eating the whole time, I would I would, would have said something. This is the first time I noticed you fucking pulling over to the second side. time. Yeah. I was I was reading something. Well, the first time the first time I leaned over, and I just gave him a. How you doing? <laughs> how you doing? But then I went. Then that I was like, ooh. That was distracted. I can eat. Sorry. No more. Uh, that's part, what I thought. That's, that's what I was like show. waiting for my for someone else to get zoomed in on. And I was like, oh, let's lean, wait for it. Now I'm just Couldn't gonna help myself. Now I'm gonna be watching you. I'm gonna zoom in every time you move off the screen. Just boom. Right. Back to Braden. Get him. <laughs> Hey, what was I talking about? Social Number duties. Seven. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I lost my train of thought. It probably had something to do with like. You said something about Orwellian. Oh yeah, like you could be like your social duties. You're like your duties to the party. You got you know that that gets a little uh, it gets a little crazy there. We'll, go, we'll talk about that later. Number nine. Prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. Feels like I'm in yoga class. Yeah. Namaste. Yeah. Namaste. No, probably do some yoga would be a bad one be like just do some yoga you know everyone probably should do a 20 minutes of yoga a day to help everyone a little bit yeah prize truth beauty love seeking harmony with the infinite doesn't seem that seems like a good motto actually mm. number 10 be not a cancer on the earth leave room for nature leave room for, for nature. nature had to say it twice it's actually inscribed twice on the on the stone I like that though. Leave like room that. for nature. Totally damn for that. Leave room for nature, man. Leave room. That makes sense. So those ten, so, those ten things are inscribed in eight languages. Right on the biggest slabs. On the biggest slabs. On the tall. Here's slab. my first issue with this group of loyal Americans. Issue number one. I guess they're. <laughs> I guess. I guess they're what they're. <laughs> I guess what they're thinking is. Um, that everyone's going to speak English or one of these language at a cataclysmic event and that these stones are not happened upon because if there's a cataclysmic event and then, you know, thousands of years, hundreds of years, whatever, some remnants of humanity come over and see these things, are they one going to know how to read them? Two, are they going to know in context what the fuck they're talking about? Like, are they going to be like, just courts? What the hell is just courts? Right? Like, this is a very specific, like, there needs to be people alive and near Georgia and near these stones. And then these people have to be like, these stones are truth. Well, if this is our new God. Praise be the stones. Well, if you think about it, if there was a cataclysm, Say like there was like a big coronal mass ejection or some like an asteroid or something, and ninety five percent of the Earth went population was wiped out in a short period of time. Either mostly, prob initially probably not that many from the impact or whatever, but then shortly after from starvation or whatever, because the like economy would collapse pretty much instantly. But if like if say there's still say there's only ten percent of Americans left, that's still thirty million Americans. The way of, you know, the way of the American culture is not just going to evaporate over a couple hundred years. Though, like we'll still have, like right now, we have more written history than any time in human history. Right? Like all, yeah. there's not just like an, a library of Alexandria where if it goes down, eighty percent of the like history of the area is gone. Well, 
How if the internet went down right now, gone for good? How much information would we lose? Dude, that's gone forever. There's fifty five thousand books in the regional library just here in Kelowna. So like that's that's every topic you could think of. Yeah, that's true. Maybe now will will there be people alive who can understand like all the engineering and you know all that stuff? Maybe not. But the books okay, are there. My, but the books are there. Here's my second question. Second why question. Georgia. Yeah, why Georgia, actually? I guess that's... Because I'm like, I thought maybe the Mile High, maybe this in Denver, Mile High City, right? Big flood, cataclysmic event, whatever. It's a mile up. But like Georgia, like to me, I was just... Maybe I'm missing something. And maybe, you know, that's why I'm not a highfalutin granite purchaser. Well, I think that's the but, thing. Well, this the yeah. they were positioned on a hill where it's away from all those flood damage, hurricanes, asteroids. They, Nothing gets away from an asteroid. <laughs> it's a big it's one. away from the asteroids in Jordan. Even the, even the asteroids don't want to go there. <laughs> it's sep- this place is 750 feet above sea level, so like it would take a pretty massive flood to get it. Yeah, I, I think the main draw to to building it there was because it is the granite capital of the world. Like if you wanted to if you want to build a monument to last, you build it out of granite. You build it out or of maybe solid there's just stone. Good resources too there, right? Like built, well, you like also get like if they wanted these giant huge slabs, like just to to get those and then like ship them somewhere else. But I get what you're saying. Like Brayden's point also kind of begs the question: like why only build one? Yeah, Why not build yeah. more than one? You should almost build one in like every every country that that language was spoken or something. Right. Or if you even if you're American, why not build it in different states? Like at least build a couple in different states because, I mean, unless you have some sort of like, you know, divination or something, like you know exactly when the apocalypse is going to come and where it's going to go. And even then, like, build, again, building a Georgia doesn't make any sense because why? But is is Georgia a very populated state? I mean, it has a lot of people there. I mean, there's a lot Atlanta, of Atlanta, I guess. Up. Atlanta's the big, big city. Yeah. Atlanta's the big, a big city. And it's got one of the, I mean, it's got one. I don't know why, because it has the one of the largest aquariums of the world. I, I don't know. It could be anything. Is it like, one of the busiest <laughs> airports too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is a huge airport hub. Okay. All right. Again, so maybe they blew their budget. That place is not, it's not super great because there's a lot of factors depending on what kind of cataclysm you're talking about. Georgia could be completely in you know, uninhabitable. You don't know. Cause uh, the CDC is the CD like CDC headquarters is located in Atlanta. Right. So if, if there were, if there were some, yeah, but if there was some sort of horrible outbreak of like crazy diseases, like, and, and some, for some reason why it would be at the CDC, I don't know why, because if anybody's read the Andromeda strain, like spoilers, I, they I installed seen, a nuke inside of it. And so if something were to break out, they're supposed to punch a big red button and set off a, a nuke. In the middle of, you know, a jet. Well, that facility was like in the middle of nowhere. That's not real. Well, that's a TV. That's a show. That that's a book. Yeah, <laughs> but that's not. I seen the show. I seen the show about it too. It's good. It is also a movie. Um, but yeah, but like even if the CDC had some sort of facility where they're like, we've got an a, an armed nuke down here and we set it off. Like, why would you want to rebuild society right outside of there? What is it like a hundred? It's like a hundred miles from Atlanta, like. It doesn't make sense logistically to me. I don't. Yeah. Right. I think the granite thing, I think the granite thing makes, makes a good amount of sense to be like, well, we don't want to ship, you know, these huge stones, solid stone slabs of granite to Colorado and then have to build it there. Be cheaper just to do it here. <laughs> right. They blew the budget. Yeah. On the one, one and done. 
Now, yeah, the, bean 500, ca- the bean counters were like, no, you can't do that. Like, it's going to be better if you just build it. The loyal <laughs> Americans were like, ooh, I think we went a little overboard. <laughs> yeah, we should have de- one third scaled it. 500 million people uh, in perpetual balance with nature. Do you think, like, say, could we be as spread out as we are and still function with that few people? At this current, the current level society? No, no, no chance. 500 million. Like we'd have to get very way closer together. That'd be like taking like 90% of every country's population. So in Canada, we'd have what, like a few million people. The States would have 30, you know, China would only have 80 or a hundred instead of one point, whatever. India Australia would have three people. Yes. Yeah, Australia would have just, <laughs> yeah, barely anybody. <laughs> so yeah, that like that couldn't work. I don't think not not as like a global trade market. You could still function like societies would still function no problem. I think we'd lose a lot of like our modern luxuries, like a lot of the food probably we eat. Like you're not all of a, all of a sudden not getting avocados up in Canada. Yeah, I don't know how you would maintain Good. like a a global society of only 500 million people. Like I don't now know. Now would how you have to that. be more of like a like a closer like 500 million like. Do you think we would we would have to move into some sort of like more like sharing community kind of? It would probably have to be some a a change of a change of system a little bit. I mean, there's always been well, always been trade in like monetary value, but anything that says maintain like <laughs> that's a really like strict kind of qualifier. I think like maintain yeah. humanity. So that Under. means that means some sort of active. That, that that you're taking some sort of active measure to, stop. to keep humanity under 500 million. So what that active measure is and what those active measures are Two could, kids vary, the snip. could wildly vary between, you know, your one child pot- policy, like, you know, early forced you know, one child a few decades ago um, to so like, some Logan's run bullshit where it's like everybody, once you hit 30, we execute you and then you get recycled Ooh. or some shit like that. Recycled. Like, now, now on, on the on the on the five hundred million though. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm gonna I say, know. dude, I was 35? so useless. I've been so useless as a human being up until like uh, just a few years ago that you would have got you know just such a. I would have just drained so many resources for the like the little <laughs> that I put back in to yeah. this point. I can't, I can't until you're thirty, Logan's run. I think it's like twenty five. It might be twenty five. Like yeah, that's even worse. That's worse. <laughs> I was a fucking moron at twenty five. I didn't know nothing. I didn't know anything. I yeah, know no, it's thirty. I'm sorry. It's thirty. It is thirty. Even thirty. I just turned thirty. Like I'm only I'm only a couple of years from turning thirty, and I'm not still not that smart. <laughs> yeah. Like you can't you can't get your best out of society like society if you can't like hit that magic 10,000 hours to be a professional in something. But again, maybe you don't want the best. Maybe you don't. It's true. If you're, if you're a ruling, a ruling elite, you don't want people to become super intelligent. Just wouldn't that like, wouldn't having a ruling, like that's a thing. Like, so say people say this is some new world order stuff that they've posted this, but I'm like, some of those commandments that they want people to live by in this new world, like are not very like elite class stuff. What do you mean? You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, well, a lo- I find a lot of this to be kind of hippy dippy outside of the, the like <laughs> population control of like avoid petty laws. Like, it's just like, you know, balance personal rights and social duties. It just seems to me like it's it, everyone got to pull their share kind of thing where it's like, it's not like 
allowed the strong to rule. <laughs> it just for some New World Order stuff, I you would just think it would have some more negative connotations. Right. Maybe. Right. I just think of like the murals at the Denver airport that are also tied to like New World Order. And you see like mass killings and stuff like that of like a, it looks a like really genocide and yeah. Like genocide and stuff like that. And I'm like, because I'm like, at the end of the day, if the New World Order, this is their plan to population control and kill everyone, well, they're like, aren't they living the high life right now, making all the money, doing whatever they want? This seems counterintuitive to me to then be like, you know what, everybody? Let's get rid of this all. Because if you get rid of all that, then you also lose your power. So it doesn't seem like. I think you'd want things to stay exactly how they are right now. Yeah, we've definitely talked about that before, that if, if you're making ungodly sums of money off all the people on this planet enslaved, let's say if you go with like like the world, like the monetary system, the, the rulers of the monetary system are really ruling the planet, whoever those people may be. If you were to say like, all right, we're going to get rid of 90% of our of our stock, our human stock, which make us all the money and give us all the luxuries. You're not going to be that ruling elite anymore. <laughs> like in, like if you're from say like these ruling elite are in one part of the world and then 90% of the world's population goes down. And then that one part of the world's like, well, now we have, all have to survive. So we don't have to do all this stuff. The whole world changes. You lose your power. Yeah. It doesn't really make sense if you're going to be. Yeah. Because like, like think about it. Jeff Bezos right now is worth $150 billion. You know what I mean? It's like, crazy. that's crazy. I'm like, now's the time that these rich motherfuckers are reaping like the current system because how can you have $150 billion? Like, even if you tax that guy 50%, and I know his wife already took, probably took half, but tax him again <laughs> 50%. Yeah, well, he's he still got $75 yeah. million, dollars, a billion dollars. And he's going to no have another yeah. $75 billion in a few more years. <laughs> You'll get it all back. Like what in what, what could you possibly need all that money for? You couldn't spend it if you wanted to. You got to like buy countries. Yeah. And then the kind of the whole thing, if this is to the whole Georgia Guidestone thing is to like kind of restart society. Like if there's some kind of huge, you know, apocalyptic collapse of society, money's not going to mean shit. Like the entire the entire monetary system will be out the window most likely. Yeah, not our current digital currency. It'll go back to like physical, like gold trade or barter, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Skills, yeah, that, that kind of stuff. But livestock, um, you know, yeah. like real value stuff, blacksmiths yeah. and shit. Like that's what it's going to be really be about. Or Car engineering, carpenters or, will be yeah. of value again. Yeah. <laughs> Sell can make some real I money. Can make some money again. <laughs> Yeah. I'll, I'll be the most well, no, sought after be, person. You won't make money. You'll make favors. I'll make yeah. I'll make food. I'll make food. You'll I'll got, be well taken care of. You have lots of goats. Yeah. Our new IOU economy. <laughs> Seven wives. Yeah, there we go. Oh, are you kidding me? Seven wives? No, thanks. <laughs> yeah. that sounds that sounds bad. I don't know what those guys are up to. Why, that, why they want so many wives? But hard. That would be a hard job. Seven. Seven. <laughs> I like I like number number three is is fun for me like number uh, three unite humanity with a living new language 
And like Zell said, you know, perhaps it could be the internet kind of thing. But if this is after some sort of collapse, like it's like try to develop an entirely new language. Like for me as like a language teacher, like I find that fascinating. Like, okay, yeah, maybe if we all, because language is extremely important in society, it pretty much uh, dictates how you perceive reality within your society, within the, the people who share you know, that same language. You guys shape a kind of common reality with each busted. other. <laughs> Got him. Busted. <laughs> Can I zoom in? I put it out. Can't I put wait. Up. I put up. Well, they I... must be really good. What are they? Up. You won't even tell wait. us what they are. Let me zoom they in. Let me zoom in. Good. Let me zoom in. No. Can you way. see him? What do you got there? You guys got a plate. He's got a fucking, got what do you got? Place. Chicken, chicken, chicken potatoes. Uh, <laughs> He's man. got chicken potatoes. Gross chook going on. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Let's put him back. Let's put him back. He waited for the camera to switch. Waited for the camera to switch and then went for the chicken potatoes. Yeah. I did. I tried to do it as stealth, but you guys are obviously just going to shame me. So I'll just put, I'll push it further away. That's <laughs> uh, funny. It's fine. Anyways, lost Dan's train of thought there. What were you talking about? <laughs> uh, language. language. Like having an entire uh, an entire common language is something that's uh, that's that's a that's a very alien concept to the way we think now. Yeah. Um, if you were to have a same common language, it would avoid a lot of. I think it would a lot avoid a lot of the stuff that we kind of do today. Being able to you know discuss and ideas and and the ways that you see, um, you know, be able to to kind of relate to each other a lot better than the way that we do now. Um, so you lose a lot through I translation. Get, like if you, like right. if I'm going to talk to Dan, but Dan doesn't speak English and I got to talk through Brayden, who's got to relay how I'm saying it. Like, you know, like how I'm, how I'm trying to, how I'm trying to speak it is going to be different than how Brayden speaks it to Dan. So like when you guys talk right, to me, or like, yeah, when yeah, I, yeah, yeah we talk to Byron. just getting lost. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. You only get about 70% of what Byron tells you in the end. <laughs> So, so yeah, you lose a lot in translation. Um, that kind of stuff kind of it hinders relationships or building relationships and real actual interaction between humans sometimes. One of the things that criticisms that have been brought against the Georgia Guidestones, like there, there are certain groups that find the Georgia Guidestones offensive. And some of them are kind of fundamental. No, probably, Offe- yeah. people find them offensive. <laughs> not, not in today's age. Not in today's think, age. That sounds crazy. Yeah. At least, at least one group is probably could be uh, described as like a fundamentalist Christian group. Uh, they find that the that that number three having a live-in new language, they've interpreted part of the Bible in uh, Revelations or whatever. That's one of the signs of the apocalypse. Like everybody's speaking the same language. Oh, that sounds horrible. Yeah, and for me, what immediately when they say that, I'm like, okay, well, Catholics wrote the Bible, you know, Christians wrote the Bible, and when they wrote the Bible. Uh, it was kind of in their best interest to have everybody divided, having different languages, because the clergy was the only one who had access to, to the, yeah. reading and writing. Yep. Makes sense. You know, so if everything was more in different languages, that just gives the church more control. So part of me kind of thinks like, well, yeah, having one language would be kind of nice. Like, have you know, not, not that everybody loses their language, because, you know, everybody's language is, for me, like, you know, I've studied linguistics and stuff, like, every language is, is amazing. I think they're all fucking cool and everybody ha- own language has its own kind of beauty to it but um to have one common language where we are all kind of able to to speak with each other with and in that way and communicate effectively and you know completely would be great like that would be a, a great boon to society yeah and you could like 
a lot of people make the argument, well, now English is the language of business. Even, right. even if pro- what, it's not the most spoken language on earth, but because just how the world's developed, not through any of our generation's doing, well, English has become uh, yeah. the world, like the language of trade. Right. I mean, it's based mostly because the, the U.S. was like a superpower for the last like 50 years, yeah. 50, 60 years. You know, yeah, so everyone looked up to the states who spoke English, and they made the best TV right. and the best movies and the yeah. best music, yeah. and everyone, and it kind of just spawned that way. Yeah, but yeah, like obviously, languages are not going to be merged anytime soon. But uh, one language I mean, that yeah. one language that every every country could speak, and like if it was just like the language of trade or whatever, there's it would yeah, it would be I, beneficial. It's, it specifically says a new language, so I could see that kind of happening. Like if it were a new like a completely new language. Right. Okay. Like, all right. No, like no, how, one's, no one's got any historical ties. No one's got historical ties. It's new language based on whatever digital. It could be like a, based on like a digital language, even just spoken through computers or whatever. But yeah, I agree. A new language could be beneficial in some ways. Yeah. Okay. Now, before we go farther, because that was a good tangent, but they have the, they have these stones the, the stones with the, the what we just talked about the commandments and the top st- and the capstone and the astronomical alignments but they, they also have like the only other stone that makes this whole thing make sense that if they have like a like a map stone beside the whole thing which kind of which kind of ex- describes what's going on on the thing so they have that and they also have the time capsule stone which says a unknown date to be unveiled. What do we know about that? Nothing. Yeah, there's a strange there's a strange inscription on one of the stones that says like it there is uh it kind of gives the information like the the specifications for most of the monument, but it also has a listing for a time capsule and it kind of says time capsule buried here and it says to be unearthed or revealed yeah. at this time and there's supposed to be a date here, I no suppose, date. like that's what it looks like, but there's no date. No date. And there's no record of a time capsule ever being buried there. No. So like there's a foundation underneath the guide stones. So some people think the cap, like the time capsule is buried underneath. And here I'm going to take us down a little, a little road now too, because so there's these, there's the upright stones with the commandments or whatever you want to call them. Language. Yep. And on one of them, there is a little notch, little notch in the top, like the size of like a eight by eight cube. And that was always just cut there with nothing in it. And then 2014, people found randomly there was just now a stone cube put there. And the stone I thought somebody cut that off. I thought that was a thing that somebody it was that was part of the vandalism. Somebody had cut a chunk was it off. Stolen and they got and then put it back. Putting well, it back? No, no, it was not, a different one. No, so what I what I found, I I don't know if it's true, maybe it's not. But there was always a cut, a, like a perfect cut, because this is granite, so you can't just like, a, if you're just a guy Chasing with a fucking, a yeah, a guy with a sawzall or something, you're not going to cut this ever. You can, there's like a, a chip, like a cut out of one of these top stones, and in 2014, it was found like a, it looked, it's a cube, like a little, a cube that was fit in there, and it had a bunch of numbers and letters on it on the on the six sides, like a dice, and some people think that these letters were some type of like codex for like uncovering the mystery of the guide stones and the end date to when it's supposed to be recovered or unearthed like the caps, uh, the time capsule. And then the town, like 
people in the town ended up taking it down and they actually broke it into pieces and, and took it home. I don't know why. They just chopped it up. Now, I want to see... I fucking had this before I lost it. What the cube actually said. Let's see if I can find it real quick. Cube. cube. So it's now essentially a, a jigsaw puzzle. Now, well, yeah, it's a puzzle. puzzle like, you got to put back together. Exactly. So they, they took pictures of it. God damn it. I had this up. So is this, this is saying that in 2013... A person named William Jeremy Ellis was mm -hmm. apprehended, and they said that he was trying to put the cube back onto the monument. Well, there was, they and then he said he had removed it for personal uh, quote personal esoteric and numerological reasons, but he decided that he wanted to put it back because he said it was he didn't want down. that weight. Yeah. He didn't want that weight anymore. Okay, well, the I seen a video. I seen a video of them. They actually broke it into pieces. The 2014 stone. They broke it. They took it down because it wasn't there originally. They have pictures originally. And there's a perfect, like, a slot for this cube. Here, if I, could, I think I could pull it up right here. Take a look if you're watching the live stream. So that is the cube that was put up there in that notch at the top of the 16 and a half foot stone that was cut oh, there from cool. original. Like, original. It was originally there. Okay, that would and that would be a hell of a hard cut to make. You because that's like a in, that's an inset cut. So you you can't you're not just like yeah. cut you're not cutting off a, a side of the stone. You're cutting a perfect cube into the corner of a sixteen and a half foot stone. One guy has the and granite too. Like you that, you'd need some fucking tools with, with that capstone that. on top as well. Like like what happening. like rock you can easily cut with a grinder and a diamond blade, right? But at sixteen feet, that's a big. You need a big grinder to cut eight inches. I don't know. Just as somebody in 2009 had taken it, like I said, it was stolen. Like I said, it 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 had been there, but somebody stole it. So, so you're, you found 2009. There was one. Mm -hmm. That's what I saw. Yeah. It was a cube. And somebody, <clears throat> no. So in the mo like, uh, it started back in 2009 when somebody stole a six by six by six cube of granite from the top corner of one of the stones. Now, okay. And then four years later, it was returned in 2013. Okay, and then they destroyed it. So the no, they didn't destroy it, but I mean, they said like. Uh, they said it's kind of been missing there. This is another compute, like another cube had suddenly appeared in the hole, and somebody had fixed it with a bunch of numbers and car and letters carved onto its faces. And there was like MM, JAM, 16, 8, 20, and 14. Yep. That's what that's what yeah. it was. 2014, 16, 18, MM, and JAM on all the six sides. And right. the people actually destroyed it in 2014. They took it down and chopped it up and took it home. Right, but, and then somebody uh, named Michael Massanelli made a video explaining that it had he had placed the cube there com to commemorate his marriage so, on August sixteenth, two thousand fourteen. So what happened? And he's also he's also he happens to be a numerologist and a conspiracy buff. So what happened? But there was I didn't find anything about pre two thousand fourteen. There was already a cube up there. There was already a cube. No, somebody stole it in 2009. 2009, it was gone. Somebody stole that cube. Yeah, but I, I can't find any pictures of that cube then. That's what I'm saying. So like prior 2009, you haven't found there's any no, there's images no, of it up there. If there was a cube there, yeah. I don't. there's no images of the cube. If, if Did it say anything? Because it's only in one of the stones is the cube. Just the one. Yeah. One in the corner. It just says the one. I mean, it just says the one in 2009 was stolen. And then so since 2009, the, that cube has been stolen then somebody else claimed that they stole it and then this other guy said that he put the cube back so 
I don't know. I mean, they're just claims. So yeah, it's that's not, I mean. maybe they didn't steal them. So, so. The, that's it's weird that there's a one notch in one of these pillars, one of the columns that have a there's perfect a lo- notch in the corner. There's a lot of weird stuff about these where it's like a lot, like to go through the amount of work and the amount of precision of measurements and stuff that you wanted to have in this. To me, it feels like nothing to this would be left for chance or like just, oh, just whatever, just fit it in there or anything like that, um, just based on how it's built. But then you get weird things like pseudonym being spelt wrong, right? Yeah. And like a couple other things. Yeah, that's, and to me, that's I'm another like, thing, yeah. I wonder if it's like, because I'm like, the, the amount of money and precision and everything that went into this, like, I always, I always wondering if there's hidden meaning still that we have yet to uncover with it, right? Well, that, Especially with that cube in the corner, like that's weird. Yeah, that's one of the things they don't really. Uh, it's weird that they give a time capsule with no end date. It's weird that pseudonym, the guy's name R. C. Christensen is, and then it says underneath a pseudonym, but it's not, it's not spelled right. So yeah. The, and then people get thinking like, oh, is this like some type of like codex? Is this a puzzle? Like, how can we find? The answer to the time is a time capsule buried underneath. There's no record of it. I don't know. Yeah. And it's, and I, I mean, and it has all the physical data written on the stones as well. The overall height uh, in meters, feet, uh, pounds, kilograms, all on the side of it, which again is, I'm like, what, what's the reason? Like, is it, is that just a commemorate? Like, look how big this is. You're probably standing here going, how big are these stones? Well, Here's the answer. They're big stones. Or is there some hidden? Is there some hidden meaning, like in the numbers that we just don't know? Well, like whoever and really construct, like, plan this out, put some thought in. Like they didn't just yeah. like we're just gonna build this random statue. Like no, it's astronomical alignments. Well, I heard it was twenty years in the making. Well, that's what they said. Like we've been working on this for twenty years. Mm-hmm. Him and his loyal Americans, whoever the fuck that may be, the crew, the crew. Duck crew working on it for 20 years. So that's when the conspiracy come in. You're like, like working on it for 20 years. All right. So let's put it back to like 19, just before 1960. Okay. Well, now that's when like the what, one world government, new world order conspiracy starts. So maybe this is like part of the th- thing. But you're like, then we go to the thing like, why just one? Why here? It's all I could afford. <laughs> well, I, no, there's no way that's all they could afford. It's a pretty what, <laughs> shitty what funded new world capsule? order. <laughs> time capsule? What could be in it? Yeah. What? Yeah. Something to restart the population after... It's a seed bank. Like, start the world again. Seed bank, maybe. <laughs> you know what I think? I think it would be, if anything, it would have to be books. <gasps> no. So, it is the 11 herbs and spices for Colonel Sanders. <laughs> it was him from the start. The <laughs> secret him the whole time. Vital, vital for the revival of society. Or Done. Secret recipe for KFC. Get me a fucking excavator. I'm in there now. That's a very, that's a very absolutely good. crucial. <laughs> probably and probably the like the secret mix to make Dr Pepper as well. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Because chicken and pop. No, it's the Coke secret recipe. Because Coke, because Coke, the, the Coke split. headquarters is in Atlanta. Is it really? Oh. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. You want to know why most of our population died? Drinking this recipe. <laughs> Yeah. This green liquid we turned. And it's the original wow. one with cocaine in it. Real cocaine. The real Coca-Cola. The real Coca-Cola formula. Now, which who, only two people at any one time know. Only two people in the world. 
in case one does. The, the original formula with the cocaine? The, 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 yeah, the for the, the formula for Coca-Cola, the secret formula of Coca-Cola, only two people in the world know at any one time. So how do they make it all? Just two people make it all? Well, it's two different or companies, like two different factories bring the shit together and one knows one yeah, half, one like knows that. the other half. Oh, they know the secret or like they have the proprietary blend. I'm sure that they put together and then they dump into the whatever, but only one person knows how to make it. It's not like those people know what's in the mix. Right. So, um, could be, that's the Coke, the Coke secret recipes in there. Puppies. Hmm. Okay. Someone says my audio cool. is getting choppy when I show, share my screen. Who, um, who do we think, who's the, the prime suspects for commissioning this? The, there's really only one subs. Well, no, there's a couple. Uh, the The biggest one, probably the one that people kind of argue for the most or find the most intriguing, are the 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 order of the Rosicrucians. Oh, that's or the orders of like the Rosy Cross. That came from Alex Jones, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, our Alex Jones or a couple other big baby Joe. <laughs> a couple other conspiracy theorists as well. Um, Rosicrucians are an actual, they are an actual order. They are an actual kind of a religious order. And they kind of sprung up, I think sometime around the 1600s. And they kind of uh, were known to, um, whether they actually, whether they actually existed or not is kind of still in debate, I believe. But this kind of secretive order was believed to, they kind of had these, the same kind of people have related the precepts of the kind of whole um, fascination or reverence for nature that the Georgia Guidestones kind of incorporate in their precepts. They they link that to the Rosicrucians. Rosicrucians were kind of big into kind of the belief that there is like an esoteric uh, spiritual knowledge that will the enlightenment will link you to the the workings of the universe. That that kind of thing. Um, as as Braden so eloquently put, hippy dippy knowledge, hippy dippy bullshit. <laughs> Um, some of that crusty juggler nonsense <laughs> get out of here I with your fucking joke. man I love, buns and your, I love crusty and your Byron jugglers. beards crusty jugglers for yeah, the greater that, that, good I think that's the big one for the greater good I think that's the big one that's the most intriguing one right. I suppose but uh, what? But on, uh, other than them we'll actually probably you know we'll have to probably do a whole case fall on the Rosicrucians there's like a whole there's a whole lot of stuff about them um, we could probably talk about, uh, I think the next one is next likely suspect as people believed it was Ted Turner. Ted Turner, Mr. CNN. Ted Turner. Yep. The mouth of the South, Mr. Ted Turner. Now, why do they colorize think, the moon? Why do they think him? Cause he has a fuckload of money. That's it. And he lives in the, and he lives, lives in the here. area. Basically. Uh, found his CNN. Got a lot of money. I mean, he he's. I mean, he's not. He is a billionaire, but I wouldn't say he's an eccentric billionaire. I mean, he's not like. I I wouldn't even say he's on Richard Branson's level of eccentric. You know, Richard Branson is trying to send people to the moon. Yeah, he's trying to build you know starships and shit. And over here, fucking Ted Turner is giving one billion dollars to the UN. Other than that, I, he's not doing anything he gave really a crazy. Billion dollars to the UN. Yeah, that's fucking nuts. It's one of the it's one of the largest like philanthropic like donations of all time or something like that. It's one of those kind of things. He gave a billion. A and donation. It was back, when the, back when the UN, yeah, back when the UN was about to go bankrupt at one point, like they had no money. Like he gave them a billion dollars. Tax write off. It's a work expense. Maybe. I don't know. He's worth. He's worth. I think. I believe it. 
at this point, like right uh, recently within a couple of two years, like he's valued at $2.2 billion. I think that's his personal value. That's not that much. That's nothing on Bezos. Yeah. Fuck, that's yeah, massive not- if he's given half his wealth or a third of his wealth to the UN. That's Maybe that's huge. his personal wealth though. I don't know what what all of his like properties oh, together. Yeah, okay. Right I'm, I'm yeah. not 100% sure. Uh, I just read it was like, I think somewhere $2.2 billion is it's, probably yeah, his personal. 2.5 billion as of February, 2020. Okay. So two point, yeah, that's really not just 2.5 billion. No big deal. Yeah. But he's not an eccentric billionaire. He's not even a, he's not a Howard Hughes. He's not, you know, cooping himself up in a, in a theater, like peeing in water bottles or nothing. Like, you don't see him kind of doing this stuff, but uh, some people say he's one of the suspects because he's in the area and he has a lot of money to blow. So, you know, sometimes in 1980, he was like, Hey, I want to figure out a way to restart society. So I'm going to put all this stuff on the, on the Georgia Guidestones. <laughs> like, eh, that's uh, a stretch. The Ted Turner one doesn't me. add up. I still, I don't think, I don't think we truly know who did it. I think they went through a lot of work to hide that. Bury it. And I think it's still remained hidden. And I wouldn't be surprised if they've, like I said, there was so much planning to this, to the fact that there's not a date under when this time capsule can be like revealed. I'm sure that at some point, there's something out there with one of those people that has to be in their will or something yeah. where it's like that will be commissioned to be put on at a, like at a, another date. Cause I destroyed all the, they destroyed all the files and like the case yeah. or did they, well, or did they? Yeah. It was part of the write up is what I heard that it was, that that was the agreement supposed to be. The story on the internet is he hasn't done it yet. Yeah. Uh, the president of the bank, Martin Wyatt, and like in an interview, he said that he does have a lot of the documents, maybe not all of them, but he has a lot of the documents and personal correspondence that he had with Mr. Christian. Cause even after they finished their bit, their whole business transaction, you know, they can sit, they still uh, remain in contact like for, you know, years. Right. I think the last, the last communication that Wyatt said they had with Mr. Christian, uh, the guy that was the uh, intermediary uh, for this group, the secretive group, I think he said it was right around the time of 9-11, but the guy probably would have been about 80 about then. Like he, he estimated just, like Christian probably would have been 80. So he probably could have passed away around that thought, time. I guess he never heard from him again. So he thought maybe he just, that's it. He's He's gone. Yeah. Right around 9-11 though. Ooh, New world order. Shit. Here we go. Deep down the rabbit hole I fall. Right. Uh, f- <laughs> final thoughts on Georgia Guidestones? Yeah, we went a little long. There, there's... There's a lot of theories. I mean, the only one that may make any sense is it is a new world order, but the new world order maybe is not, it doesn't make sense if it's a new world order, they want to kill 90% of their customers. I don't know. They also don't give a name. Yeah. Right. They went, they went through so much trouble to hide their identity, which I could also see as like a positive because Really, if if you built this thing and you put a name to it, you put a you know an originator or you know an actual person who who commissioned it, people would would attach their preconceptions to that group. Mm-hmm. So if it were a Christian group, they're like, well, these are Christian these are these are Christian rules for a Christian group. Fuck that, right? right? So it could be a group. A, you know, if you keep the identity secret, then it could be just anyone. It doesn't have to be. 40 years later, you could have some theorist theorizing about it. Still. Yeah. Maybe it was just the fucking, the, 
state of Georgia or the like that this county it's in. Like we need a tourist attraction. Yeah, <laughs> and that's and that's one of the theories, which is kind of like, yeah, maybe <laughs> you guys just did it yourself. You know, it gets get some you know stir up some tourism. It's a man. it's a well thought out story. Granite, like it's we're a well still talking story. about forty years. Like job yeah. well done. Then if that's the case, there's a mysterious it's man. On there, things to see in Georgia, like it's listed on there. Yeah. So a mysterious man came to our local quarry saying he wanted to make a megalithic structure resembling like astronomical proportions of Stonehenge, but also putting on new uh, Ten Commandments for a new earth order that would rise of the ashes of the... It's a great story. <laughs> it really yeah, is. We charged him several yeah. times what it should have been worth and he still paid. Yeah. yeah and I'm like, I'm with Zell here because it's... it's It 100% doesn't make us... To me, it doesn't make sense that you would only build one. If there were more than one, like of these things, of these monuments around the United States, it's like, oh, okay, then it's some sort of like... What if the entire fucking... Entire nation-spanning group or something like that. But there's only one and... Alberton, Georgia. What if the Alberton asteroid? County, <laughs> what if the asteroid or the clo- like coronal mass ejection hit primarily in nor- the Western Hemisphere in North America and incinerated the United States? There's no point in putting that there. Mm-hmm. Might as well have yeah, some backups. W- yeah. What if there's a giant meteor strike and it, the like ash like piles up over these things, or you know, or there is a giant mudslide or something like that. Something takes these things out. There's why only build one? Yeah. Yeah. Build Valid more. Point. It is. It's crazy. It is. A, it's a. You know what? It's a good conspiracy because it's a thing that happened. You can go actually see it. There is no supporting evidence of the story. It's just like yeah. this guy came. He paid money. We didn't know who he was. We built it. How he said, yeah. and it's pretty crazy. And so, yeah. as like a, like a, you know, we've uh, kind of been steering clear of a little bit of, of conspiracy theories there lately because they get a little crazy. But this one's like, no, this is yeah. exactly what it is. And it's something it's something to keep an eye on. Yeah. Like, I would totally, like, keep an eye on because that guy, Martin Wyatt, the guy who is the president of the bank, he has those documents. That's and maybe sign. when he dies, I mean, perhaps right now he's got, a, you know, he's from a different generation. He, he's got a sense of personal duty. And sure. he signed, you know, the whole contract says that I will never... You know, he, he considered him and Mr. Christian, like, through their correspondence, he considered them friends towards the end. Yep. You know, like the, every time that, you know, Mr. Christian would contact him when he was in town, he said, I'm going to be in Atlanta or something like that. And they'd go out to dinner. They'd have dinner and talk about whatever talk about they would the talk about. Talk about the stones, I guess. Eleven hoods. Uh, see the stones. But they talk, you know, they, but they would talk about stones and other things, probably elements of their personal life, I suppose. But he never told them anything about the people that he worked with or that we know of. But he has that correspondence and those things that he was supposed to destroy. He has those in his house. So maybe that will come out. So, you know, it's something to watch. And it's just, it's exciting. Maybe we'll keep, find out something. Keep your eyes peeled. Look, Georgia Guidestones, look them up. Don't worry about Stormy Area 51. Storm his house. Yeah, steal it. Yeah. He says he's, it's in an old IBM computer case, like the back of his garage. It's an old man. Don't storm his house. This guy's an old guy. It's an old man. Don't storm it. Stay he probably, away from his he, house. Leave him alone. No, he, probably, okay. he probably leaves the side door open just go in and just have a little he peek. He sounds like a nice guy. Just like, write him a letter. Don't storm his house. Yeah, don't storm his house. We don't condone any house storming. I'm joking. Yeah, he seems like a nice dude. Like, I'm just saying that, you know, it's, yeah, it's definitely something to watch out for. Like, if, they, if something happens to this guy at some point, because, uh, uh, the guy who was the president of the company, the other, the only other person to meet Mr. Christian has had passed away, uh, 
recently, I suppose, like uh, last couple of years. But he's the last surviving person to have actually met Mr. R.C. Christian. Uh, so, yeah, I I would keep an eye on this one and, and maybe we'll get to come around. We'll get to come back to it. But he does say that all of this stuff that people say about the, the Georgia Geistons, that it's been uh, lab- mislabeled or been alleged that it's some sort of satanic ritual human sacrifice spot or like Freemasonry, iconography, all this other shit. He's, he's been said like, I wish I could tell people about the what it really is, yeah. you know, or I could show them the things that I have because well, free, free Masons stuff is Freemasons. It's made of stone. It's a, no, I don't a, think the Freemasons because the Freemasons love putting that symbol on everything they do. That's just <laughs> true. It's st- the st- yeah, the Freemason fraternity loves that symbol. It's on. Yeah, like everything. you go downtown Victoria, man. That Freemason symbols on so many of the old build- buildings over there. So I don't mm-hmm. think it was them because I think they'd have their their moniker on it, their logo. Maybe, maybe. just maybe like not. if we did it, we'd have our logo on it. Right, dead center. Dead center. We did top. this. <laughs> Yeah, when we build our own ATT Guidestones. The Guidestones, the logo yeah. All over that shit. There's no conspiracy uh, theory. This is exactly what it is. Why don't we get into a little uh, space news? This first bit of space news I'd actually gathered for Andrew. So I was going to say, Andrew, you can now officially go to space because scientists claim to have found the first known extraterrestrial protein in a meteorite. So he can now get his space protein. (laughs) He doesn't have to miss out. Uh, He can keep the protein train going uh, because we all know what a protein bro Andrew is. So how else uh, do you think I got this beer going on? Fuck a protein, buddy. It is the first protein ever identified that didn't originate on Earth. That's pretty cool. True. Yeah. It was very cool. Um, found They figured it was tucked inside a meteor that fell uh, to Earth 30 years ago. Yeah. They re-examined, they re-examined that meteorite and they found that the using through new types of kind of like sensor technology and things like that, uh, they found out that they have different, not only are there certain components that are just by themselves, it seems that there are actually like they're they're in the process or they have bonded with each other. So showing that they are, you know, not just singular molecules or, or you know or particles. They're actually together forming types of proteins. It's cool. So protein mm-hmm. can survive burning through the atmosphere, hitting your planet, and then being examined forty years later, <laughs> and then put in a. A little shaker cup. I wonder if one of those. <laughs> I, I wonder if those. Si- I wonder if those scientists had a little nibble. It's a little bite. Just a little, put it in their shaker. Protein, protein shaker. Protein shake. Dude, they would hate your scientific methods. If I was a scientist, it. I'd definitely Taste chew stuff. on a little bit of an asteroid. Just I've done it because I chew. I fucking ate asteroid. You might become the next Spider Man. No, it didn't happen. I've been waiting, and nothing happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wrong well, that one out. took 30 years to he find He lost his hair and got translucent skin. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> He's a gray. That's what happened. That's, you know what? I ate that at 20. I lost my hair at 24. Started losing 24. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe that, <laughs> maybe that was my downfall. I got a little uh, humble brag for Canada here. 
Astronomy students in Canada discover 17 exoplanets new to science. Uh, These were discovered by astronomy PhD candidate Michelle Kunamoto. Um, In in 17 new exoplanets and one roughly Earth-sized world found in the Goldilocks zones. Nice. So that's a region where water, liquid water could exist. So way to go, Michelle Kunamoto uh, Mm. out there. Keeping those eyes on the skies. Did she? Did they say how far? Uh, like how far? How many light years? These planets were. A thousand for the one that's in that habitable, habitable zone. Uh, a thousand light years away. Jesus. Put me in that cryogenic suspension. Yep. Book me one ticket. I'm good. Let's go. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> one of the this ones is humongous bad. that she found. Planet like a Jupiter. Oh yeah, it's humongous. So. I was like, how did she, how did no one find that before? It's ginormous. Um, I think that's all I had. Did you guys have any space news? Mm. No. No. Just those couple. That's good. Let's do that. Uh, Anything else? We got a theory of the week? Our theory of the week this week is Hope Scott. Hope Scott. Hope Scott, always active on our Facebook, always been around. Uh, she's in the chat right now, I believe. Active she on the YouTubes. Yeah. Posting us all her fun stuff on Facebooks. On the Facebooks. Right. She posted the uh, one of the... Uh, oh, it's a good the, one. The, it's a good one. <laughs> the, the, uh, the whole Corona thing where uh, everybody's quoting a uh, song lyrics and turning to men so neil diamond for example touching hands and cdc giving the uh you know don't well touch hands. Like, good advice don't touch don't hands. Touch hands. neil diamond reaching out no. cdc please avoid that yeah <laughs> neil diamond touching you no don't touch no don't <laughs> no touchy <laughs> told you no so yes thank you hope and thank for all your support good job hope scott, hope she scott. oh she's watching the stream Mm-hmm. Live, you, get a live theory of the week. Not too many times you get that. Um, what are we at? We got an hour and twenty. You want to do a new UFO? Patreon. You want to do me new new uh, Patreon? Listen, no, let's save it. All right, we went. Yeah, we went a little long. Let's. Uh, we'll do some new patrons. All right, how many people made up their own names today? <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be a common trend around here. Judging by the first few. Good, solid, easy to read names. No struggles coming at you. Roberto. Cody Reed. I feel like this guy keeps... He keeps unsubscribing and subscribing, maybe? Anyways. Mm. Christopher Boyalis. Maybe if it may be made up. I don't know. James. Kenneth Perry. Nolan Brumley. Chaz Ulrich. That's a bad one. Made up one? That was made up? Yeah. Was, no, you're making these ones up. Nolan Brumley? <laughs> you started strong. You started strong with some, some real names and then you, you think, hit Chad you think, Brumley. You, no, it was Nolan Brumley you think is made up? Yeah. That's your first made up one. What about Chaz Ulrich? Made up? Yeah. Uh, legit. Chaz Ulrich. That's a real name. That's legit. These are all fucking real names. Uh, Tell you what. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Zachary Ward, Fernando Rosales, Austin Poole, Majin Vegeta. 
We got a real life Super Saiyan. There it is, Super Saiyan. Supporting the show. Super Andrew nice. will be jealous. Yeah. Uh, did I read it? Maybe I didn't read these last time. Jens, John, Marco, Camaro. You read that. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're, yeah, we're past. I, we're past. Have, those were some of your old bad ones you written down. Those are my old, old made up names that we read last <laughs> yeah, Marco, time. Marco Camaro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I All get right, you. Sal. I Whatever get you. you say. Yeah, what the fuck? Uh, do you got a band of the week? <laughs> oh, band of the week. This week is a local singer-songwriter from Kelowna. His name's Dan Harden. The song is called Hard Row to Ho. Oh. oh hard Row like to Ho. Hard Row to Ho. It's a metaphor for life, I imagine. But he's a local guy. This is his first song he's released as a solo artist. He's played in rock bands in Kelowna and area for a long time. But he's a beauty. He owns another recording studio here in town called The Record Room. And I told him I would put his song on the show today. So he just put it out, I think, a few weeks ago, and it has no plays. So push play and then repeat. Unlimited. You'll, you'll give him five cents if you stream, <laughs> stream it all night. You'll make five, five cents. Spotify, Dan Harden, Hard Row to Ho. At end of the show, we'll play that. And as uh, before we go, if you want to keep the party rolling uh, on Patreon, uh, we always post our after hours. And thanks, everyone. And as we always say, keep those eyes on the skies. Peace out. Bye. It's a hard road to hold. If we're gonna get this garden to grow, we got love. Let me show you, honey. Come on. Could you be mine? Would you drink wine with me? Take time just to let the days go by Could you sleep in, would you have kids with me Stack bins when it's time to move our home It's a hard road to hold If we're gonna get this garden to grow We got love, let me show you Baby, come on Sue is a